What's up, guys? Welcome back. I'm Colton McCormack, and this is the Certified Wrench Podcast. Today, I'm joined by the wife, Kate. What's up, y'all? And on the phone, we have our friend, Miranda Carter. Hey, guys. Miranda, are you a mechanic? Well, I get paid to do it, so that's a perk, right? Word up. (laughs) Okay, so... No pressure or nothing, but you are the first female guest of Certified Wrench Podcast. Hold on. I think you should clarify. First female mechanic Oh, I'm sorry. First over-the-phone female badass mechanic. There we go. And because as we learned pre-rolling here that she cusses, which someone uh, said that mechanics are clarified based off whether or not they cuss. So Is that right, Miranda? Yeah, I was listening to your podcast at work, and my coworker was like, huh, he must be a real mechanic because he swears. So I thought that was funny because I think most of us do, but yeah. Jesus. Like I'm saying, that needs to go on like <laughs> t-shirts or a mug or yeah, something. Maybe we'll start a certified wrench uh, uh, merch line that says that. <laughs> I'm certified because I cuss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, anyway, uh, who are you? Where are you from? And uh, where'd you start? And what are you doing now? So I grew up in a small town on a ranch in Nephi, Utah. Um, I have been mechanicking for eight years now. I started out actually just needed a better career because I was a waitress at the time and I got pregnant and the bio dad was not someone I could depend on so I was like all right I need to figure out something I can do and nothing really sounded fun besides mechanicking so I decided to go to school for it and here I am now nine years later with a nine-year-old and been doing it not counting school for eight years. Mm. Okay, wait, I have to give major props here. So you were in school to become a mechanic while you were pregnant? Yeah, so partly I had her and then I had a baby while I was in school. So I did it like right after having her. Holy heck, I'm I'm honestly extremely (laughs) impressed by that. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So hold on. We're going to go back to where you were born and raised. So how did you pronounce it? Nephi. Okay, I'm glad someone finally said it because, honest to God, every time I've seen the name on a map, I want to call it Nephi. Right. <laughs> or Nephi. That, that is like how it generally gets pronounced is Nephi or Nephi. But yeah, Nephi. That's badass. Yeah. Um, so I started out mechanicking, like thinking I was going to work on semi trucks. Um, I started out at a scrapyard. So you think scrapyard, you think like rough as crap or whatever, but it's really not bad. It was a nice, nice shop. Um, pretty nice for a scrapyard. But anyways, I was the girl. So they threw me on equipment that no one else wanted to touch. And I didn't care. I just wanted to do everything. Um, I loved it all, so I figured out equipment pretty fast. I learned hydraulics and electrical, and I loved it. So ultimately, 
my experience has been on heavy equipment, um, a lot of engine work, and um, now I work on ag and heavy equipment. So that's been fun because that's been a whole new revenue and a whole new world of learning. Okay. So kind of jumping back into it, did you know you wanted to be a mechanic like through high school and all that stuff? No, not at all. Like, I actually, we had, like, career experience in high school, Mm -hmm. and the teacher was like, you should do diesel mechanics because my grandma was a diesel mechanic, and I was like, no. I'm like, I don't want to do it. So I went and job shadowed with, like, the cosmetologist people, and so, yeah, I didn't know I wanted to until later on in life. That's pretty badass, though, that your grandma did it. Yeah. I, I remember seeing the yeah. pictures that you shared of that. I feel like, can yeah, we, she, I'm going to oh. jump in and say, like, whenever we share her post, Miranda, can we, like, share a photo of your grandma being a badass mechanic in it, too? Because I, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, I really do. Yes, we definitely can. I have some cool pictures of her back in the day. She worked for Cummins, and then she went on, and she was a service manager after that. So, and she was in the National Guard. That's how she got started in mechanics. That's so nice. So, from the scrapyard, what did you? Where'd you go from there? So from there, I decided to move. I moved like three hours from where I live to another small town, um, Vernal, Utah, oil field country. But ended up at an agriculture dealer, um, and it's been awesome so far. I am their, like, construction or heavy equipment mechanic, but I still get my fair share of tractors and um, balers and stuff like that. So that's been a lot of fun. It's just cool to see the whole other side of things, like, on the farmer's end. So you moved from, you said you moved from, like, semi-trucks and stuff like that over to the heavy equipment side. What was, oh, I'm getting my head nodded at right now. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I missed a gap. She wanted to work on heavy, or semis. Oh, see, here we go. It's not long coming out. I'm sorry. But now, I'm so thankful I didn't because I hate trucks, and I think trucks are gay. (laughs) Whoa, I'm all about heavy equipment. (laughs) You can't be using the rainbow word in here. (laughs) Oh, my bad. I mean... (laughs) It just I don't know means how to that she thinks they're happy, that. okay? <laughs> they're happy. Gosh, <laughs> Lord. Oh, yeah. So, it, that was a great background story. Yeah, that I took up so much time. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I'm just kidding. So, oh, no, I can I can go into more. <laughs> so now you're working. You said particularly with an ag dealership, but they do work on a lot of construction stuff as well, too. Yes, we get a lot of stuff. We get, like, everything, so that's fun because I like a variety. I like to be challenged, and I like to keep learning. Right on. What kind of what kind of stuff are you working on all together? Um, tons of diagnosing. That's my strong point. I'm really, really good at that, and I really like that because I have to know why something's broken. I want to know why. It, like, just drives me. So I'll do a lot of diagnosing, and then I will finish out the repairs, too. So a ton of engine work, um, a lot of hydraulic stuff, um, a ton of electrical. I really like electrical also. That's what's up. That's my favorite. I meant to I meant to ask what kind of equipment are you working on, like 
deer, Kubota, caterpillar? Oh. <laughs> so a lot of Kubota and a lot of case at the moment. And then my history, like I cut my teeth on Senebogan material handlers. Hmm. I know those suckers inside and out. <laughs> uh that's is it i'm trying to think of what i'm trying to ask like is it a a kubota dealer that you're working for is it just kind of like a hole in the wall shop that works on everything yeah so we have the kubota the vermeer and the case line okay but people will bring a lot of stuff to us that we don't have the line for which is cool they have a pretty good reputation there yeah i noticed you work on some deer stuff and I feel bad for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. What? Oh, I was going to say, I know being in Utah, you guys obviously get cold and snow, which is what keeps us away from moving to Utah. <laughs> it's the snow. Right? <laughs> so primarily, the dealership that you work at, you are a field technician, but do you work in the shop as well? What does that kind of look like for you in like a day-to-day because I know there's some dealerships, like we've talked with um, ZK Master Tech, where he not only works out in the field, but he also works in the shop as well. And that's kind of what we were talking about on our podcast that we did, you know, with him and I, that the original dealership we came to, if a fee, or sorry, came from, there I guess. Yeah, yeah, sorry, came from, you know, if a field technician started out in the shop, they were out in the field. Oh, my God. Started a job out in the field. Sometimes they'd follow it back to the shop. There we go. But then when we moved here to Texas, it was, they sent it to the shop and they had a whole different division of technicians that would work on it. So we are a smaller dealership. So it just depends. I do a lot of field and shop. And if I go out and diagnose it in the field, and don't it's something that I can't do in the field that I will finish it in the shop type thing and it just depends like if something breaks down even if I'm working on something else and it's more of a priority then I'm headed out in a truck and going to fix it type thing hmm. and I love the variety because I get sick and tired of like being stuck inside so I'd much rather be on my own outside just concentrating on what needs to be done and you know, the days go by so much faster. <laughs> I definitely feel like Colton can understand that. Yes. <laughs> so yes. let's go back a hair. Um, schooling. What kind of school did you go to? So I just did a tech school and it was under a year and it was perfect for my situation. And I had a lot of people say, you know, don't waste your time with school for this. You don't need it and blah, blah, blah. But I decided I better just do it and at least have a piece of paper to get me in the door. And then I could learn what I needed to and build off of my experience, which is what I have done now. What kind of like a year? So what kind of stuff do they teach in there? Like basic electrical and all that stuff? Yeah, so we actually had to rebuild an engine. Um, it was My first engine rebuild was a big Cam Cummins in school, so that was kind of fun. And then we had electrical um, suspension and just like all your basics, and it was mainly focused around trucks. So everything I've learned hydraulics and equipment-wise has been on-the-job experience, which I believe is the best kind of school in my opinion. Yeah. Now, 
would you have done it different if you knew what you like doing what you do now would you have gone to school or would you have just gone straight to work or do you think you did the right thing so knowing what I know now I would have tried to get a job and just went straight to work and done it that way but I think for people that are curious and wanting to start out school is probably a good place if you have it mechanic or you don't know if you're going to like it then you can at least know before I mean you're in a career yeah um so because it's an investment with tools and everything oh yeah of course now I know you said you didn't want to be a mechanic or you didn't think you didn't know you were going to be a mechanic what was your original plan so I honestly wanted to do nursing, and so I did my CNA, and I did some clinicals, and I was grossed the hell out. <laughs> they had to wash some old man's junk, and I'm like, nope, I can't do this. <laughs> but granted, it does get better if you step up after CNA, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I can't handle body fluids and all that. Like, I can gut a deer, and I'm fine with it. But if someone, like, pukes on me or they're bleeding, I'm like, no. Oh, girl, I understand. <laughs> I completely oh, understand that. Like, I, I see, I if I hear someone start gagging, I'm like, uh-uh, I'm out or I'm the next one here. We're all going to be puking together. Everyone share the toilet bowl. But, like, <laughs> I, wa- yeah. I walk up to an abscess and a horse and I just slice it open. I'm like, this is awesome all day long. Right. Exactly. <laughs> same here and like dirt grease oil whatever that doesn't bother me although i must say when i first started out being a mechanic it was like whatever as dirty as you are i don't care now i feel like the longer i do it i try to stay clean and it's hard yeah i it it, i don't it's hard to stay clean but i've just kind of learned over the past 16 years that it's not going to happen but I at least try to take care of my hands because I can't stand dry hands and cracked hands, you know. But they're going to be dirty. Yep. I can't clean Are you glove wearer? Uh, lately, yes. <laughs> I never yeah, used I go, to be. I'm on or off with them. I get it. Aren't you supposed to? Here's the, my manager side coming in with the PPE. Aren't you supposed to be wearing gloves? Technically, yes. But, you know, when it's seven degrees outside and you're trying to pull a wire out of a connector, last thing you want to wear is a glove trying to get that out. But you would think it would your finger's your about to fall off. Oh. <laughs> Gotta keep your hands pretty, huh, Colin? Oh, yeah. I got pretty hands. He does have probably the cleanest hands I've ever seen. And if they're not, uh, I'm sitting over there scrubbing the, the hell out of them. Probably the top layer of skin. Yeah. I can't stand yeah. dirty fingernails. I need lessons from you because I've got man hands. <laughs> uh, the lessons are as he walks in as soon as he comes home and grabs my bottle of Dawn dish soap and starts scrubbing his hands over my dishes in the kitchen. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I'm like, oh. Don's the best. Mm-hmm. I use the show. For that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess jumping back into the mechanic life. Um, yeah. What, uh, what's your favorite thing to work on? Oh, 
electrical issues. I, like I, you're you're right. Sorry, I messed up on that. But go ahead. <laughs> I think you made <clears> a machine. I always do that. Favorite machine to work on, and there I you guess go. your favorite subject in machines. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um. So. I really, really do miss working on Cenobogans a lot because I got to know them really well. And I like the way the machines are set up and how the diagrams are set up. And once you learn how they work, they're just easy and predictable to work on. So, question. Yes. Being a female in this industry, what kind of, let's say like, what kind of doors did you have to beat down to even get into this industry? Because I know coming from the manager side and trying to get into this industry, like people really question like who you are and like what your knowledge and capabilities are. And for Christ's sake, I am practically just a paper pusher. Like realistically, at the end of the day, I push paper, collect people's money and that's it. But you are more in the nitty gritty of it. And I imagine that it was a much tougher door to beat down than like my own role because you're physically having to turn wrenches and fix these machines. Yes. So, um, my first job, it was interesting because I had like a ton of like huge supporters, but then I also had some of the other mechanics that were like, this is just weird to me. And I was like, all right. He's like, I'm just old fashioned. And I just, it's weird to have a girl. Like, I feel like you shouldn't be having to lift stuff or like do this. He's like, it's just awkward. I'm like, well, it's fine. And so (laughs) fast forward, like two years after that, I just kind of, I kept my head down. I jumped in, took every single project I could proved myself um, I didn't have anyone to ask for help at my first job after they fired the lead. So I was like sink or swim on my own. So I kept my head down and just tore stuff apart to figure it out. And I guess just experience and the dedication and the want and the drive is what got me through. But the best way I found to stop those people is just to prove them wrong, not even say a word to them, just do your job and let your work speak for itself. And then eventually they'll see, oh, wow, okay. And this same dude asked me for help like three years later on jobs because I guess I earned his respect. And when I changed jobs from this job to my current job now, I felt like I had to completely reprove myself all over again. So that was fun. But I just kind of did the same thing. I just, you know, kept my head down and let my work speak for itself. Yeah, no, I totally can see that. So let me ask just, and I'm only purely asking the question based off of the fact that we live in the South, but you also live in a state and you can totally correct me if I'm wrong where I'm sure there's kind of a different level of pressure. Being a person that's never lived in Utah, we obviously only can hear what it's like to live in Utah. And we all know that Utah has a very large presence from the Mormon church. Does that add a level of, 
you know, like for me, it was being a female in this industry in the South, there's a lot of things of, well, you're a female, why aren't you at home raising babies, cooking dinner, taking care of home, you know, in Utah with that perception, you know, with the Mormon church that plays such a huge play into the Utah economics and politics of it. I know we don't talk politics here, but I feel like being the state that you live in, that that is a huge player. I mean, do you ever get any kind of backlash because of that? Yes. So one of my coworkers now actually will always comment like about how I should just be a stay-at-home mom and that's always the best choice for women and I was like, well, I had a situation that I put myself into and I wasn't about to live off of welfare or stay under my parents' like roof for the rest of my life. So I decided to take responsibility for my own actions and better my life. So I wanted to be able to provide for my daughter and I. I didn't want to have to depend on anybody or have to worry about anything. And being a diesel mechanic has brought me that. So I'm, you know, very proud of that. And I definitely have had some of that backlash for sure. Um, from that coworker, there was another incident where there was a Native American guy, because where I'm at now, we're like about a half hour from reservation. Oh, wow. But he came into my work, and his name was Willard, and he looks at my boss, and he's like, a girl? He's like, you hired a girl? And he's like, yeah, she's the best one we got. And I just, like, giggled. I'm just like, oh, hell, here we go. So come to find out, I get his tractor, so I have to work on it. It was overheating and some other crap. So I go out to his farm, and I get it all figured out, get it fixed for him. And by the end, him and I are just, like, buds. And he told me, he's like, you're like a medicine woman for my tractor. You're awesome. Thank you so, so much. And it was so cool. He became one of my favorite customers. So I'm going to have to get you like a sticker like Miranda or medicine woman Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so funny. Trademark. <laughs> oh my, we're going to be trademarking stuff left and right tonight. I mean, that's really cool. That I, I absolutely appreciate the fact that you have the initiative to realize that there are those opportunities that you can take to better your life, better your daughter's life. And sometimes that means you're going to have to roll up your sleeves because man, I'm trying, I won't go political here on you. Go Do what you got to do. But (laughs) I mean, I feel like as a society, you know, when individuals put themselves in certain positions, they expect others to fix it for them. And that just drives me freaking nuts. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Well, Thank you guys for, I even got up during that recording because my allergies are kicking my ass. Yeah, our cedar right now is pretty bad. And even though I keep asking Uh someone if we're taking allergy medication. No. (laughs) 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 So... You were saying, sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, I know you were saying like living near, you're not that far from a reservation. I mean... Can you give us some lowdown on, do you go and work on the reservation and everything? Because I will be the one that says, and I will just use my complete ignorance to this. Everyone's told us, like, when you go on reservation land, like, you're in a whole new playing field. (laughs) And, like, 
if you do something there, <laughs> it won't work out well for you because the U.S. government can't help you and stuff like that. I mean, what's what is that like? So that is valid. However, Willard, the Indian guy I went to his house, was not on the reservation. Thank God. I was, like, terrified. I told my boss, I'm like, I'm going to get, like, scalped. And he's like, what? I'm like, you've seen Lonesome Dove, like Blue Duck? Like, I am, like, terrified. I'm like, but I'm going to do it. This is my job. I've got this. <laughs> and it turned out it was fine. However, there was another tractor I went to the other day, and I had to drive straight through Fort Duchesne, which is, like, on the res. And it was kind of terrifying. I was like, wow. It was a little, you know, out there. But... I went through it, ended up at the tractor, and it was fine. And needless to say, a lot of the Indians are, like, the nicest people you will ever meet, and there are some really, really hardworking ones. So that's opened my eyes, just being out here, being around them, and seeing that side of it, you know what I mean? Because the ones that we deal with, they own equipment. They need it fixed because they're trying to do a job type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have a, a funny story about a Indian reservation. <laughs> I uh, oh. b- back when I was working in repossession. Oh God! Yeah. Um, I went with a buddy named Chris. He now lives in Utah, South Utah, I think. Um, <laughs> we had to go get a camping trailer, RV trailer, whatever you call it. And that's a big no-no. You don't do that because you get arrested coming on their on their reservation. You ever heard of this? No. Oh yeah, if you try to take repossess their shit, and they arrest you, yeah, you're fucked. But I had no idea. So I rode in the passenger seat. We backed up to this trailer, and I got out and pulled everything out from underneath this trailer, and we hauled ass, and they started chasing us out of this place. It was pretty amazing. It was awesome. Legit, had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories so one of the dealerships won't sell new equipment to some of the Indians out here because of that because if they don't make their payments they can't legally repossess it is what they were saying no shit yeah Yeah. so uh, us going in there was like a big huge no-no and we fucking we went in (laughs) and got out as soon as we could and it was scary but it was awesome it was a (laughs) I can only imagine the adrenaline rush. Like, yes. Oh my god, I'm learned. I have learned something new today. So I guess that's where we need to go hide out whenever I decide to commit crimes. There you go. Jesus Christ, white woman in here. Uh, no, no, it's not white woman. It's oh uh, anyway. <laughs> go away. Uh, so Yellowstone. Are you a? A shop tech that goes out in the field sometimes, or are you a field tech that works in the shop sometimes? How, how does that work? So technically, I'd say I'm mostly shop tech, but I do a ton of field work. And it's been like that at this job and my last job, because once I got good and figured out their equipment, they would send me out. So I've done a good mix of both my whole career. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have... What, how, I'm trying, how does that work, though? Do you have a toolbox in the shop and you just grab tools, or do you have tools in a truck? 
So they have a truck that is loaded with tools and the crane and compressor, everything you need in a welder. Mm -hmm. But half the time I pack up my own stuff because I don't want to have to rely on what's there, what's not there. So that's a pain. So there are times where I wish it was just full filled. And I've thought about going full filled for that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. But I also do like how it's mixed up a little bit. So do you have your own designated service truck or is it just like there is a service truck that the company has loaded with tools and that's a free for all? There is a service truck and it's a free for all and whoever I guess is going out will kind of jump in and go. That sucks. Yeah, no, that does kind of suck. Does that thing come back thrashed ever? Like tools not put back in the right spot or not clean or anything? Yes, and that's mostly why I like to pack all my own stuff and not depend on them being there type thing. I could only imagine how much that has got to drive people crazy. I mean, especially seeing how you yourself maintain your service truck. Like, I can't imagine you handing your service truck over to someone else and saying, yeah, here you go, just come back. Like, I feel like you would rip out every piece of hair on your head. The the ones that are left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. The only way somebody could use my service truck is if my tools weren't on it. But right. Doesn't that defeat the purpose well, of that, the service truck? And then they can kiss my ass because. <laughs> but I was just gonna ask something, and you made me forget my train of thought. Oh, uh, you being a woman in the industry, why is your toolbox pink? What is wrong? I'm with just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Pink is cute. Is that a, a like stereotype the, thing, or is that like, why did you do that? I just love pink. I am probably the girliest person you will ever meet. Honestly, like I used to do beauty pageants and um, <laughs> dance ballet. Like I love to get dressed up. I love to get dolled up. I am all girl, a hundred percent. But girl things aren't as fun all the time so i'd much rather i don't know i just enjoy mechanicking i guess i absolutely love it the beauty pageant turned to mechanic i mean i feel like that could be your tagline (laughs) (laughs) we could put that on a shirt i'm just kidding i'm kidding (laughs) but i do i do admire (laughs) that like you have this background of ballet and beauty pageant and ballet yeah she, she, yeah she said ballet i didn't yeah. even catch that wow i'm a man You're a <laughs> this is true no but yeah, I mean, every... go ahead sorry go ahead <laughs> no you're fine go ahead everyone thought i was legit nuts when i told them i wanted to be a mechanic like my parents did not support it one bit they would not i wanted to go to wildtech originally they would not co-sign they thought i'd lost my mind that's great this did... was how do they before feel about I it had now? my daughter, though, this was probably like three years before because I wanted to do it. And then when I got pregnant and had no choice, I'm like, I'm going to try again with tech school. How do they feel about it now? Are they more supportive now than they were now that they've seen that you have been successful in it? Or are they still kind of, I guess, passive towards it? So my dad made a comment the other day. He's like, I'm so glad that you chose to do mechanics because it has worked out so well for you it's been a great thing and so he likes it now and he's respectful and that way but at first they were just shocked because I was so girly and 
it just didn't seem like I really was going to follow through and do it is what I think they thought maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Um, well, I know you don't want to talk about it too much about being a female in this industry, but I kind of want to talk oh, about some fine. of it. I, I'm good. <laughs> we can talk about it as much as you want. Any awkward questions or whatever. No, not necessarily that. I just, because I've, I don't think I've, have I ever worked with a female technician? I don't think so. No, actually, I don't think you have. So I don't know. Do, do people tippy toe around you? Do they like shut up when you're walking up? Like, oh God, I can't be talking about this when she How walks up. How do you handle up. the time of the month? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. So at first, yes, until people get to know me, they're like terrified to even like say anything. So I think they're afraid to go like cry to HR. And then come to find out I'm more of a pervert than they are. And <laughs> you walk I'm up the to them, what's up, bitch boy? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah once just... they get to know you though you know then they realize it's fine and you just have a normal relationship like you would with anyone else like coworker wise like one of the guys i guess how long does that normally take i mean does it take them working with you or just being around you you know to to kind of learn to put that trust because obviously i mean it doesn't matter male female whatever it's gonna take time for two new individuals to learn to trust one another, even in a work situation, I would imagine. Yeah, I'd say it took like a good year at my job now. And then when we get new like mechanics, it probably takes a month or two because I'm already established now. So they just get to know that I'm chill and then they're not so worried about it. I could just imagine Miranda in the shop going, Fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda's going, oh my God, no, this never it's happens. It's just so funny. This never like, happens. Like this chicken uh, sounds like, oh shit, fresh meat. <laughs> no, I can be pretty, I feel like, I feel like I'm a mechanic, like when I'm at work and I'm just like all out, whatever, like no filter, it's fine. And then when I'm not at work, I feel like I try to maintain some kind of a lady status, but <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work. That's okay. We went to a corporate event today for my work, and it was the first time that most people probably saw me in non-work clothes. Like, I, I think I dress fairly Ooh. casual, and yeah. but of course I had like Vans and shorts and like a t-shirt on, and or not a t-shirt, but like a top on, you know, and... Like it was yeah. walk. It was funny walking around just seeing people that I work with, and I'm like, "That's what you look like in normal clothes." <laughs> and so I oh, imagine, yeah. or my husband was laughing at me as we got food, and this person waved at me, and it took me a second, and I was like, "I know this individual. I know this individual." You know, I waved back. I said, "Hey, you know how are you doing?" And we kept walking, and he goes did you know that person? I'm like, I'm positive. I know that person. Like they look so familiar. He goes, you didn't sound very confident that you knew that person. <laughs> and then like a couple hours went by and I was like, Oh, I knew who that was. <laughs> like, God. Right. It's just so That's weird. Awkward. It's weird seeing people in normal clothes because it took me a minute. Like I'm so used to seeing people in their work clothes. And then when I don't see them, I'm having a hard time knowing who they are. Oh, yeah. Anytime any of the coworkers see me and not in my mechanic clothes at, like, a company party or something, it is awkward afterwards. <laughs> They'll be like, 
oh, wow, I've not seen you dolled up. Wow, you look different. Wow, you clean up nice. I'm like, thanks, Kay. Go fix something. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions, woman? In regards to like being a female, yeah, in the you, whatever you want to ask. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I mean, I was gonna. Say, I'm going to go backwards a little bit. You know, I know from listening to these podcasts, but also listening to people that I work with and and talking to, and I know it's Colton's most disgusted topic that he hates talking about. But the program that you went through. Did they supply you with vendors to buy tools from? Um, I know I'll, I'll speak like just only on the couple experiences that I know of it. So my ex went through, um, oh my God, what's the program? What's the sac- one in Sacramento right off 99 there? Wyotech? Is it? No, it's not Wyotech. It used to be Wyotech. I don't know where it is anymore. Uh, I don't know. If I can't, whatever. He went through a program there at first and they had like a deal with snap on where you got like 15 grand to spend at snap on and you, that's what you could put towards tooling. I mean, did that happen with your program that worked for the, that you worked for? Yeah. No, but damn, I wish, but I did get <laughs> half off. So I loaded up, I bought like my first box and a bunch of the basic tools to kind of get me started. So the half off part was nice better than now because now you need lube when you buy stuff off the truck oh, oh, oh. oh my god you're dark okay your toolbox colton mentioned that it's pink was that a special order i have to ask oh, well so, hey, every time i've seen toolboxes I have, right i have a pink tool cart and i actually won that from snap-on so i guess that was lucky that's oh, kind of bad like a breast cancer awareness month thing and they asked, like, comment on this, why you should win this box. And so I was just legitly just being real, and I commented, I would love to win this box because it would honor my grandmother, who was a diesel mechanic, and ultimately she died from cancer. She had breast cancer. She fought that and was clear for, like, 10 years, and then the cancer came back. But I wrote that, and I was like, I'm a mechanic now. I would use it, and I would appreciate it. And I won. I was so excited. That's that's badass, actually. Yeah, no shit. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because most of the toolboxes I see that roll off a snap-on are that, like, lime green or black or yeah. whatever. And my my other box is really cool. It's, like, a pretty turquoise. And then I oh, have right. I pink, pink um, drawer liners on it. I will take and the... it's a snap-on, too. I like that box. I'll oh. take a turquoise toolbox, please. <laughs> well, well I'll, yeah. I'll get pictures from you, and I'll post them on the your shout-out on Instagram so everybody can see this. Perfect. Do you... So, obviously, tooling, you've had to supply a lot of that to yourself. Does your company supply special, like special tooling, or do you have to kind of supply a lot of stuff yourself? So they'll supply specialty tools and stuff. They're good that way. But I feel like if I'm doing something a lot, I want it myself so I don't have to track down where the like other tech lost it or didn't put it back because that just slows you down and mm. drives you nuts. Yep. Word up. Now, I guess what, if you've listened to my podcast, I really don't like diving into tools too much. <laughs> uh <laughs> So, tooling, I guess. Uh, how, 
what kind of tooling are you working with? Like, not brand name. I'm saying like quarter inch all the way up to one inch, or what do you got for yourself? Yeah, I have quarter inch up to three quarter. I don't have one inch for myself. Puss. Hey. Just kidding. I know. <laughs> not yet, anyways, bitch. <laughs> yes. Just uh, kidding. Uh, no, you don't have to say just kidding. I call him that every day. <laughs> Perfect. All right. <laughs> so, uh, what kind of branding, brand name tools are you working with? Are you part of the Milwaukee Colt? Oh, God. Also, funny story. I am part of the Snap on Colt, but lately I've been trying to decide if I want to get a fuel and. Uh. Um, I was using my coworkers, and those kick ass. What is it? Uh, Milwaukee Fuel. What is it's, it? Uh, I, it? What what gun was it? The three eight, the high torque one. Are you googling it? I'm gonna go back to the Google, just Jesus like I did Christ. for the uh, the, the what the ship. Cinnabogan. Cinnabogan. Yeah, yeah, and yet Google wanted me to ask if I was really looking for Cinnabon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. Google so, can get you in trouble. I have a funny story, but it's kind of crude if you want to oh hear no. it. Oh, no. Let's hear it. I'm all for it. Okay, so I've, learned, right, I've so learned. Oh, go ahead. I was doing um, engine work, and we sent off ahead and some other stuff to the machine shop. The machine shop we used is called Love Machine. So I Googled Love Machine to call them to check on the status of my engine parts. Yeah, don't ever Google Love Machine. I was going to say, isn't that the car off of... uh, Up in Smoke. Up in Smoke. Yeah, and other things. (laughs) (laughs) Now now I'm going to do this now. (laughs) Google Love Machine. Yeah, so when I don't listen to this episode, or when I listen to this episode at work, I don't try to do it on my company computer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Everyone's going to be like, oh, wow. Um. I thought so, that it's a song by the Miracles just following up. <laughs> what, uh, is, do you have electronic stuff or electronic stuff, uh, like electric pistol? Jesus Christ. I hang around Mexicans too much at work. <laughs> I tried to say pistola. Um, like your three eighths and half inch. Do you have electrical, electric stuff or are you using all air? I have both, but I use electric most of the time. What so is your electric I, stuff? What? What is your electric stuff? Snap-on. Oh, tisk tisk. I'm just kidding. I kind of, kind of want the new brushless. Have you seen that sucker? It's a badass. <laughs> I'm not. I like Snap-on products, but I don't really buy from them too much because I was burned about ten years ago by Snap-on. So I try not to buy from them as much as possible. But if Snap-on awesome. ever becomes a, a official sponsor of the Certified Wrench Podcast. I will gladly use Snap-on tools. I feel like that was also <laughs> 10 years ago, and you shouldn't hold a grudge over 10 years. I know, but it's still affecting me and my credit because of that. That does suck, then. I have to sneeze. Oh, my I'm God. pausing. <laughs> and we're back. I think I'm going to go ahead and put some filler music in there, like some jazz music or elevator, elevator music. music. Anyway, let's get back to it, woman. What has being a mechanic taught you about life? And I'm sorry about my dog in the background flopping his ears everywhere. He can't stay away from his mom. <laughs> oh, cute. <laughs> um, being a mechanic has taught me basically 
not to give up and just keep trying to fix something. Because um, if you basically, when you're trying to fix something or diagnose something, sometimes it will piss you off to the point where you're just ready to give up. And it's good to like stop and walk away for a minute oh, yeah. and then go back to it. But it's generally right before you're ready to give up. It's like, or right after is when you figure it out. So, <laughs> I mean, you just got to be consistent and keep trying and, you know, if something's broken, fix it. Like, don't throw shit away. Just, you know, you can work through things and fix them. I mean, sometimes you can't fix shit. Like, if you're in a toxic relationship, you should probably, like, <laughs> leave. Good, but good advice. in general, you know what I mean? Are we turning into Oprah? Uh, I'm just Isn't kidding. that more, Ma- Mari? I'm too mean to be Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, we're not handing out free stuff under the sheets. You get a car. You get a car. All right. So let me ask, what would be your best advice that you could give for anyone, female specifically, in in regards to this, that is interested in getting into being a mechanic? Um, Based off of your experience and what you've gone through, what's some advice that you could give to other females? Okay, so I would tell them, that there is nothing glamorous about this job. Don't go into it for all the wrong reasons. Don't go into it thinking you're going to get attention or people are going to like you because that's not the right reasons to be into this. You've got to like it and want to do it and motivate yourself. But I think it is a great career choice for anyone that wants to do it. Um, I lost my train of thought. Gone, 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 gone. So, crap. Blame it on being a female. (laughs) Right? Vancey. I mean, I definitely. Oh, Oh, go ahead. It's back. Okay. So, my main (laughs) thing is I have no, like, tolerance for excuses. So, if you're going to go into a man's world, you need to be able to hold your own and willing to work towards or do and pull your own weight. You know what I mean? Do not pull the girl, the girl card. Cause that's a bunch of bullshit. Like it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a guy, you just jump in and you get shit done. You know what I mean? And don't ever try to be like, Oh, well I'm a girl, so I can't do this. Or I shouldn't have to do this cause I'm a girl. Cause if you're going to be like that, then you're in the wrong industry. Or if you're going to be the type of girl that'll come into it and um, whine and try to get ahead and use the girl card, then it's probably not the right industry for you because the industry will probably push you out anyways. Well, sometimes I pull the girl card. Oh, my. Uh, I could see that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Just kidding. No, I absolutely admire that because for me – If you want to complain nowadays in our wonderful generations that we have out and about of, you know, everyone wants to be traded equally and wants to be given equal chances, equal opportunity, equal pay. But then when stuff like this is put in front of them, like a non-typical female job, you know, they'll go instantly to the, well, that's a typical male job. That's men are built to do for that. Oh, fuck that shit. I can't. Mm. You want to be treated equally, but you don't want to actually do the equal work to get the equal treatment. That that bothers me the most. And then, quite frankly, 
I, I have no respect for women who in this industry will, let's just put it this way, will sleep their way to the top. Ooh. I'm sorry. I have yes, no, I agree. hundred percent. So much agree with you. I mean, I would rather be known for being a bitch and being a hustler and I mean, getting myself based off of my credentials to the top than being the individual that slept with certain managers to get my job. Like, sorry. Oh, it's not so true. Anybody. Um, and if you don't have respect, like you have nothing. The second you are going to be a hoe in this like industry, you're <laughs> just done. Like you have no respect and it's just over. Yeah. I, um, so is what you're saying is I need to stop being a hoe. Probably. Okay. Might be a good yeah. idea. Yeah. I'll stop. <laughs> Show a little leg every once in a while. <laughs> pop yep. your top button and pop the girls out. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I definitely good advice because it's true. I mean, you said it perfectly. If you're not willing to work, but then you're going to play the girl card, man, don't even. But, uh, Sorry. Right. And also you like your aspect was perfect. Like you don't want to be that girl that has to sleep her way to the top. Like go into it, do the work and be proud because you can absolutely do it. Anybody can absolutely do it. You just have to do it and not whine and not complain. And, you know, don't open your legs. Damn it. You give me all the worst advice. <laughs> <laughs> at, at work okay there we go yeah at work <laughs> so is there anything i'm I'm kind of brain farting on questions to ask you know about f it, females in the industry um there is i'm i already have somebody else lined up as well that's an ag technician and uh she's going to be on uh wife do you have any more questions for randa in regards to that? Oh, yeah. I mean, how do you... Well, I'm actually going to ask from the life side of it, like the balance side of it. Sure. I mean, being... I'll speak only from being a field mechanic's wife. I mean, you pull a lot of hours. Your schedule mm. is constantly varying. Like, you don't have a set. Like, I know when I can walk into my office and I know when I can walk out of my office. Like, I have pretty set times. Granted, I tend to float around a bit just because of what I do and how many technicians I have with within throughout the Metroplex. But, you know, being a field technician yourself, how do you personally handle being a mom and balancing that you know showing up for ballets or school events and stuff like that how do you handle that personally good question so it's hard because honestly sometimes my poor child doesn't get me that way and I have to just communicate with her and explain that you know you've got to go to work and make a living and I absolutely would love to be there but I can't always and so you just make it up like other ways like We'll go out for ice cream and celebrate that way and just try to make sure you're always communicating with them, make them feel important, and spend the time that you do have at home with them in really important, connected ways so they feel the love. Because you have to kind of balance yourself through, but sometimes work's going to take more from you and your child needs more. But it's definitely a struggle, and there's times when I'm just 
exhausted after the end of the day. And all I want to do is shower and go to bed, but you got to just try to find that balance and be a mom too. Girl, I'm sure a lot of people, even male technicians feel that where they just want to shower and go to bed when they get home. Do you sometimes have to pick and choose like certain I don't want to call them life events, but certain events throughout life that you have to prioritize, you know, and say, I'm going to definitely make it to this, or I'm going to not make it to something like this when it comes to work and personal life. Yes, that's definite. Like you've got to turn down some things and just take some time to yourself because it gets exhausting. And if you burn yourself out, then you're affecting your work life, your home life, and you've got to try to keep yourself, you know, a good balance and going so you're not burnout. How do you handle burnout? Because, I I mean, I know that that's Colton's favorite question to ask, but not knocking because I do know that there are sometimes single dads who are also mechanics and they're not married and they do handle a lot of the parenting on their own. So I realize that they probably have the same kind of stress and balancing act that you have to do but being that you're our first field mechanic how do you handle burnout in your situation not only being a mechanic but being a mom so I really really enjoy like shooting guns or going fishing or just stuff like that just to get me away I like to be outdoors um you know, riding horses, dirt bikes, anything to kind of just get away from the everyday monotonous and stresses, I guess. As my husband rolls his eyes at the riding horses comment. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, I, I, uh, how, how, how does, or what's, I guess it does, it's hard to ask people in this industry what a normal day looks like. For them because it's different every day but if you're yes. in the shop what's a normal day look like for you so you go in clock in then you have like the little freaking powwow with all the damn mechanics and then finally you're like hey bye i'm gonna go fix something because you guys are talking about like your second end i don't give a fuck <laughs> So then you just get working on whatever's supposed to be priority and it ends up being that something else is broken down and you're getting pulled in 50 different directions and you're kind of ping pong balling it depending on what parts are here or what's broken, what's more priority. So it is hard because it really varies day to day depending on what's projects are in the shop what parts are here and what is like a breakdown that just came in mm-hmm. um, what's a usual day like hours wise look like for you are you working 8 10 17 so about 8 to 10 hours unless it's during hay season then that can just be till whenever and it's yeah. crazy like we're rotating on call during the weekends so yeah it's if it's broke they've got to have it got to get up because the hay can't wait you know what i mean of course yeah we i definitely know harvest season quite well so um yeah what about like do you prefer uh, we kind of you kind of hit on that like do you prefer 
prefer shop or, or oh my god, I cannot talk. Shop Do you prefer field. field or shop work? Definitely Jeez. shop work. Or sorry, field work, unless it's like freezing ass cold. But even then, it's just so nice to get out. And I've been like out of state fixing things, and it's nice. You get a lot of drive time, and that can be easy time. And then you get thrown at the job. And even then, it's just nice to be away from everyone. I feel like I can focus so much better when I'm out in the field without all the other people coming and bothering me in the shop. Definitely. So I know you like where you're at now as far as the company. Do you have any future plans? Like, do you, do you think you're going to stick it out there forever? Or? I'll, I'll ask my uh, manager interview question. Where do you see yourself in 5, 10, 15 years? Sure. <laughs> there you go. Right. So I've had some cool opportunities come up, and I've thought about them. One of them is a traveling tech job. And I thought that would be really, really cool. However, it would not be fair to my daughter because she already doesn't get all of me. And at the end of the day, the reason why I'm a mechanic is to take care of her and because of her. And, of course, because I like it. So that one, I don't know if that would be an option. I have thought about eventually doing the service manager thing, but... I'm not always the best with people, and I feel like I would truly, truly miss turning wrenches and diagnosing because it's just there's something in me. It just drives me. I love it. So I have a question. Um, yeah. And this is going to be a plug for a buddy of mine. Why haven't you moved down to Salt Lake City and gone to work for Hadley's Field Service? Well, I mean, but, why why would she have to move? I mean, it would be out of a truck, so couldn't she? But just... isn't aren't you like three hours or something like that from Salt Lake City? Yes. Yes. So, right. I actually used to work in Salt Lake and commute from Nephi, and it was oh. a long commute. And part of the reason why I wanted to move where I'm at now is because it was a good job opportunity. It was a nice small town area. I didn't want to live in Salt Lake because it's not my cup of tea, but I absolutely would love to work for Chris Hadley if it wasn't in Salt Lake. That's the only (laughs) kicker. Hey, Chris, do you think she could, uh, work where she lives? I mean, I'm sure you've got customers or work out there. (laughs) There you go. There's your plug. If she, if he calls you Uh, later this week, you're welcome. (laughs) So we've talked about that because where I'm at, it's, time opportunity for a truck so i've thought of that too like getting your own truck and doing your own thing there but then again my daughter comes into play and, yeah, and they that would lot. take away from her yeah and they work a lot of hours but... yep you're doing everything then well i tried it's okay <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. There's your nice thing that you've done for the week. You can mark it off your little checkbook. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I have a, a question. I actually stole this from my buddies from Sweat and Grime podcast. Plug. Plug. Uh-huh. Actually, you know, hold on, timeout. I want to give a shout out to Brian. He uh, uh-huh. he has helped me a lot in this uh, in this podcast deal. And uh, we sat on the phone for about an hour and a half the other night. And he was, uh, yeah, he gave me a lot of insight. But uh, anyways, the question for you is, 
if you could go back and uh, pick your dream job and start over, what would your dream job be? I honestly think I would do mechanicing still because it has brought me so much satisfaction and I am definitely proud to be a mechanic and it's not a boring job. It's definitely not an easy job, but it's not monotonous. It's not the same thing every day. It's always constantly changing. You're constantly learning with all the new technology and I mean, hell, give it like I don't know how long, but soon we're going to be learning fully electric stuff. So yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's coming. But what is it? All like full on electric oh, tractors. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Junk. I, I don't know why my brain thought she said something else <laughs> that ended with electric, but <laughs> oh, like my word, electronical. Yeah, electronical. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh. Um. Okay. Well, that that's cool. Um, yeah. So I know you had a couple questions for me. Do you remember what they were? Yeah. So what made you want to start the podcast? Um, shall we go deep into this wife? You go as deep as you want. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. That came off so bad. (laughs) That's staying. I'm such a pervert. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So I've always liked listening to podcasts and, uh, you know, but the only type of podcasts that were out there were like construction podcasts or mechanic podcasts. There was nothing really about the heavy equipment side of being a technician, especially like field techs. And I don't know, it's been like two years I've wanted to do a podcast, but yeah, I could never really figure out exactly what I wanted to do. And one day it kind of hit me when I started listening to the Sweat and Grime podcast, as a matter of fact. And uh, I was like, man, I should really start a podcast about like being a field tech. And uh, the wife kind of said, well, why the fuck don't you do it? Yeah, I think he was, it was, it was at that point where we were kind of chilling at home while I was recovering back in like December and January and not going to lie, you fiddling around was driving me crazy (laughs) (laughs) because I was already going stir crazy. So you fiddling around was not helping in any situation. So I, I think it was finally you just making the jump because i won't how many times have you said this but you kicked this can for like a year and a half at least the hardest part of this whole situation like not getting the equipment like i bought the cheapest equipment i could get and the cheapest computer at first which bit me in the ass and Um, and who told you that was a bad idea was actually coming up with a name for this and certified wrench popped in my head and i'm like no that's stupid that's I'm not going to use that, and it kind of just stuck. And I'm like, you okay, ran with it. Yeah, and I just ran with it, and it. Uh, I so yeah, I bought all everything in in December and uh, recorded my first episode in January January second, I think we did something like that, and released it January third. And this thing has just insanely blown up. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's awesome. I've really enjoyed listening to it because it's real life for us. Like, it's all real mechanics. It's reality. It's not 
some reporter just trying to like talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I get, you know, I get a lot of messages from young dudes, like in high school, that sounds bad. Um, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, this is, this is what I want to do. What do you recommend? You know? And like, it's like, whatever you want to do or guys that have been in it for 30 years, they're like, this is a great idea. This is, I love listening to it. And then of course you get the haters, you know, like this is the stupidest thing ever. It's just cause they didn't come up with the idea first. Everyone, right. Everyone has their own flavors that yeah. they like. It's okay. Hey, if you don't like the ones that get me are the guys that listen to every episode, but hate on it. It's like, well, if you hated it so much, then why are you listening to all the episodes and following me on Instagram? <laughs> right. Jealous uh, much. Well, yeah, that's a, uh, it just kind of happened to be honest with you. Where do you hope it goes in the future? Do you see it going anywhere more differently than what it is now? Or you just hope it keeps on steadily continuing because it is succeeding already i'm glad someone asked this because i've been asking him this for like the last couple weeks like you have to have a long-term goal (laughs) what is your long-term goal for this well (laughs) i want man that's a tough one because like i want it to be different excuse me i want it to be different every time um so it doesn't get old you know because people are going to keep listening to the same thing and like this is boring um, so I want to have more than just field techs and I want to have shop techs, service managers, people that shovel dirt, I guess, in the construction industry. I mean, I'll have anybody and everybody on eventually. Um, right. but long-term wise, you know, I just hope it keeps growing. I want to, I want to be able to take over. Um, you know, I, I'm, I started this not wanting to make any profit off of it or anything, but now that it's getting bigger and the demand is growing, I'm starting to realize I need better equipment. (laughs) So, you know, I started the merch line hoping that would help, but it's not as busy as I thought it would be. So I'm actually eligible now to get sponsorships. So my next goal right now is to get a sponsorship or two. So I can start getting better equipment. That will be uh, awesome. Yeah. But I think like, I know, and I'll just speak because you're, you're probably drawing a blank right now, but I know like some of your goal for this and hope for it is to, because if you look at it, there's a lot of high schools that are moving away from, from tech and oh my God, what's the technical word for it? Like. Uh, I don't know what you're... They're pushing like kids towards college and not oh, yeah, yeah. not oh, trades, trade. trade schools. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, when we've talked about it a little more in depth, like I know you've mentioned that the goal and the hope of this is that younger people hopefully will hear this and hear that there's more than just, even when they did have trade schools in high school, it was just automotive. Like yeah. that's all you knew. You didn't know that there was other things you could do with yeah. those skills. Yeah, and I I have a website now for the certified wrench, um, and on there, you know, life or long term goals is to hopefully help out whoever I can, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, I'm hoping it keeps going, and I hope it keeps growing, and you know, but I guess we'll see. It comes with it comes with time, I guess. I mean, we started this thing four months ago, a little over four months ago, and. It's just insane how 
much it's blown up. Like we went from like 50 followers on Instagram to now I hit 1200 last night. Yay. Good job. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I brought up talking with Brian from sweat and grime the other night. Uh, I should say Brian furnace with sweat and grime and diesel and iron. Um, and we've come to find out that the certified wrench podcast is in the top five percentile of podcasts, I believe. So it's, it's, it's pretty wild. I'm blown away by it, to be honest with you. So with this episode, we'll, the ratings are probably going to go down. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Right. Um, but yeah, go ahead. I said they'll go down and then up and then down and then up, but you're doing awesome. It's a really cool thing that you've started. You had a great idea, and it's something I think was really needed because people search for podcasts they can connect to, and I've, like, searched for mechanical ones before, and nothing I could connect to until yours because it's my everyday. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And, like, I know you worry about it being, like, monotonous and the same thing. And I know sometimes you struggle with talking about tools and all that kind of stuff. But if you think about it, each person that you have or are going to have on this podcast, even though they do, let's say, the similar job, they're going to have different ways that you get it done. There's many different ways to skin a cat. Yeah. And oh, okay, Skeeter. <laughs> but I mean, this is what happens when I spend too much time with technicians. Um, <laughs> but I mean, when you when you think about it, like they're going to have very similar things, but it's not always going to be the same. So it's going to be cool to hear different sides of things from people. Yeah, and I like hearing about people's stories, their backgrounds, and um, you know tricks of the trade that they might have that they want to share, you know, specialty tools that they want to talk about. Like, there's all kinds of stuff to talk about. That's why I'm not worried about running out of ideas. I also like hearing people's backgrounds. Like Miranda, yours is yours is awesome. Cause I mean, the fact that you did have family that did this, like with your grandma who did it, but the fact that this was not your intended career path, but because of, where your life took you, you really took a step back and realized that, you know what, you could do it and make it work. And, Mm -hmm. and that is admirable for sure. Oh, thank you so much. Well, what do you think about wrapping this thing up or do you, uh, want to talk more shit? Do you got more for us to ask or answer? (laughs) No, I think we've covered quite a bit. It's been fun for sure. Do you guys have any other questions? Yeah. I'm good. No, uh, I think we're good. But, uh, you know, this is your opportunity to tell people where to find you on social media or wherever. If you want them to find you. (laughs) A little special plug. Uh, Right. Um, I guess I could throw out my Instagram. Okay. So it is Miss Diesel 88. So M-I-S-S dot. Diesel eighty eight. Hell yeah, and I'll, I'll you know I'll give you the shout out on on social media, and I'll make sure to tag you in that. Perfect. So anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and do my finishing lines here. <laughs> and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Let, we loved having you. Yeah, it was nice. It was fun, and at least you could talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, yeah, uh, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> anyway, if you uh, if you guys need to get a hold of Miranda, you guys can you know check out her Instagram, or uh, if you want to go through me, uh, Certified Wrench Podcast at Gmail dot com. We're on Instagram, Certified Wrench underscore Podcast. Uh, Facebook, Certified Wrench. Jesus, <laughs> uh, I need to uh, record this and just put it in. But uh, <laughs> we also have a website now. Uh, it's certifiedwrenchpodcast.com. What else am I missing, babe? I've got all kinds of new shit going on. Do you want to hand out your social security number? Sure, why not? It? it is. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's. Uh, I think that's it. But uh, appreciate you coming on and bullshitting with us. Yeah, you're so welcome. I had a great time. Thanks for having me again. And uh, thank you, wife, for being on and monitoring that it was consensual. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so bad. (laughs) We're going to have to call HR after this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, I guess that's it. Right? Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Until next time.